forget everything you've ever heard about dieting. What if you could eat the foods you love and find a way to get fit that was actually enjoyable? Welcome to Have It All with Devin Alexander. The chef from TV's Biggest Loser has lost 70 pounds and kept it off for over 30 years. She has also helped others to stop yo-yo dieting and actually transformed their lives. Now, here's your host, Devin Alexander. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here today. I have a killer guest for you. Um, I'll tease him by saying that he is part of the extended, quote, family who helped me get Jelly Bean. And he also has a company that all parents will want to know about. Um, I am a huge fan, and Jelly Bean uh, uses a lot of his products. So um, to give you my quick Jelly Bean update, uh, still waiting for the courts. Uh, I think I told you that after parents' rights were terminated, there was a little bit of a hitch, and things didn't get filed properly. So I'm still waiting for the 30 to 45 day waiting period to void her birth certificate to happen, even though it's been over a hundred days or something crazy like that. So uh, I'll keep you posted on that, but I'm getting closer to adoption, which is amazing. Uh, And she is just doing so well. Like her personality is amazing. We've been doing all sorts of physical testing and everything. And she's, she's just doing so well. She's such a dream. Uh, And I guess the big thing is that, as many know, I've been sharing on Instagram without showing her face what she's eating for dinner. You can see, if you haven't tuned in, I'm Devin Alexander on Instagram, and I do a shot over her head so you can't actually see her face since I'm not allowed to since she's still in foster care but you can see her hands actually eating the food and she's in the past week she's eaten everything from like pork tenderloin with apple chutney she loves butternut squash fries like quote fries that's her favorite thing in the world she'll eat them breakfast lunch or dinner um She had salmon with a yogurt dill sauce. Like, she's eating like an adult, and it's been really interesting to me. Like, I just chop everything up in teeny tiny pieces and just make sure it's not too spicy. But, like, she literally will pick leaves off my basil plant, and I have to wrestle her to wash them before she eats them. So I think a lot of people think that you can't feed kids real food, and as long as you're introducing one food at a time and making sure they don't have food allergies and cutting everything so small that they can't choke, there's no way they'll choke. Um, That's what I keep getting like can't she choke and I mean literally the the pieces I cut are like smaller than Cheerios uh so anyway a lot more on that later but I don't want to take any time away from our guest Vincent Mistrangelo is the chief operating officer at Kids Embrace LLC where he oversees the day-to-day operation of all matters related to the company from start to finish Kids Embrace prides themselves on being the car seat company that is making safety fun and they bring the uniqueness of licensed superheroes and characters to what is usually considered to be a very bland industry of car seats vincent is one of the founders of kids embrace and has been with the company for them from their very humble beginnings as kids embrace started out of a garage in sherman oaks california back in 2006 Vincent has worked every single job at Kids Embrace over the past decade, ensuring he would and could understand every single detail related to the extremely competitive baby gear industry, and at the same time, understand every nuance of the even more competitive and challenging world of licensing. Vincent has helped make Kids Embrace a household name that 
the past few years by creating a new way of marketing car seats and baby gear to the masses as he and his team have used social media marketing more effectively than any of their competitors in the baby gear industry. Benson's willingness to take chances with his ideas and creativity have helped Kids Embrace reach new levels as the company recently was the winner of seven Family Choice Awards for 2018 and nominated for the very prestigious 2018 Lima Awards for Excellence in International Licensing. And for those who don't know, you always see Jelly Bean's high chair, um, some where there's an emoji, but that Batgirl high chair, and I'm not sure if I've put the Batgirl uh, walker yet, but those are Kids Embrace products. So welcome, Vincent. How you doing? I'm great. For, for warm welcome. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, thank you. The thing that also wasn't in your bio that everyone should know is that you are on the board of raiseachild.org, which is a not-for-profit that helped me stay sane through this whole process. <laughs> yes, I'm a very proud board member of an amazing organization, So, and that's how you and I have met. Um, and I'm delighted that uh, we're part of your relationship with your daughter and what you have um, you know, so far going, and I'm looking forward to you having a, a final adoption process. Oh, well, thank you. And I just want to tell everybody, like, part of the reason I love this company, as Vincent had said, was, or I guess I had read in his bio, that um, you really do make car seats fun, and I'll let you tell a lot more about that, but you know how sometimes you get bad customer service from companies? Well, long story short, I actually have a lot of Kids Embrace products. I have the bat. Uh, the Batman carrier, which um, I think I've had on social media a few times. And then I also have the Batgirl organizer and everybody's always like, oh my God, of course your daughter's Batgirl. And I was like, huh, fun. Friend to the Raise a Child fundraiser last year where Vincent had donated a ton of stuff. And my girlfriend accidentally outbid me on the walker, not realizing that I was the one who had bid. So she wound up giving that to me as a shower gift because she felt bad. And then mm. I had also bought the high chair, which I got to take home that night. Or I guess I bid on that and won. And then when I didn't get the product immediately because there was some hitch, I reached out to Vincent and he's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then gifted me the rest of the products. So it was just so nice to, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, I never got this. And people will be like, you know, send me 70 million things of documentation um, to prove that you didn't get it. And instead, you're just like, oh, OK. And then sent me more as an apology. So we all appreciate things like that, and I guess that's part of the reason that you're growing so strong. Yeah, well, look, I mean, anything for Raise a Child and then and uh, anything we do at those organization organization events, uh, such as Honors or Harvest, anybody that is bidding, that money's going right to the organization and to assist and, and, and help parents and build families. So, you know, any time we can go ahead and help uh, by furthering that and, you know, donating products or making it easy on someone who might not have received something, we want to make sure we do accommodate them. So, and you've been great. You're one of our biggest endorsers and uh, I'm looking forward to being able to see your daughter's face with our product um, at some point together <laughs> in a picture very soon, you know? Yes. Well, okay. So can you tell us, you know, I know there's a lot of people at home who have ideas Um and they're just kind of afraid to start. I'd love to hear how this idea came about and then what made you go, I'm going to do this. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, it's not just me and, and, and just and we're, we're having this interview and the bio you read is about me, but it's really this whole company. And originally back in 2006 and seven, back in that garage in Sherman Oaks, 
there were several of us who came up with, you know, how to kind of make safety fun. It was one, one gentleman who actually came up with the idea at the time because his kid was struggling to stay in the car seat and he started taping toys to the seat and noticed that that was at least a step in the right direction. The problem with that is, is you really shouldn't be doing that because just anything as, as you know, as you probably know already, um, in a car that's not part of the car seat or that was crash tested can be a projectile when you're driving if there's an accident or a crash. So while it's, you know, great in, you know, theory, it's not really great um, to actually go ahead and do that. So that came, you know, or it started to evolve into an idea of how could you come up with a seat that would be safe and fun and they wouldn't have to be mutually exclusive. And uh, and that's where the character car seat kind of idea was born. And then it was a matter of bringing those, uh, those drawings, those concepts, the idea uh, from the start to the licensed partners in like Warner Brothers and Disney and Marvel and Nickelodeon and seeing if they thought it would be possible to kind of take this to the next step. And then, of course, getting uh, and coming up with a design and a seat that could pass crash testing that could look fun, like we said, and be fun, but, of course, be safe. And, that, and that's the one thing that we always preach to everybody. Um, our products meet and exceed the same FMBSS 213 car seat requirement that's out there for every car seat on the USA market. The only difference is, is most of the kids, you know, our kids car seats are the only ones that most kids want to get in, get in and stay in and ride in, right? So we always say it essentially is making your child even safer because if they're not trying to get out of the seat in the event that there is a crash or they're in a comfortable position, they'll have a better chance of not being seriously injured. So that that's kind of where this started. And of course, you know, once we got rolling with getting it widely accepted, which was a struggle. I mean, parents, you know, like yourself, new parents, you know, you want to make sure that you have the safest, you know, best, most tested and approved item for your child, whether it's a high chair, a car seat, the food they eat. So a lot of parents are a little bit skeptical when they see something that is so fun because they question how could it be safe, right? So when we first started, it, it took a while to really get some traction. And it's, you know, been really the last five or six years where enough people have been purchasing and, and writing really um you know, uh, great reviews and very thoughtful reviews that now has, you know, kind of elevated us to the next level where those reviews definitely propel us where people get on and say, wow, this is a really great product. It's a really good company. I feel very confident. And then they want to go ahead and buy our products. And so when you were originally starting and you decided that you were going to approach these companies, like, was it originally going to be the actual, like, Batman, Spider-Man? Uh, yeah those kind of things or was that kind of like well yeah, we could do this regardless but how did those conversations go it's funny because like you said you know it, it was batman and spider and most companies you know you'll watch like on some of the tv shows that we on abc there where they're going in and pitching ideas most of them start with an idea and then they get it to market and then they license we're one of the rare companies that started our company with licensing with the idea of you know how can you make a car seat into a superhero and then because you know basically car seats have existed for a, for a very long time in different forms and fashions, but no one's ever made them into a character. So the idea was a character-themed seat, but it was always on the premise of Batman and Spider-Man were our first kind of ideas of a superhero-themed car seat, princesses with, like, Disney, Cinderella, and, you know, Minnie Mouse, of course. Um, so those were the original concept renders, and, and we proudly have them displayed here at our HQ in Van Nuys. Um, you know, it's one of the things I like to show off because the first of all it's the evolution of the product that we now have to see the original drawings every day but when you see how they kind of looked and transformed to what we have now it's, it's pretty remarkable but it was always that 
um, that idea. And even the licensed partners, you know, um, I give them a lot of credit. I mean, our, they're our biggest supporters. They're our biggest partners. You know, Warner Brothers um, has rewarded us with so many uh, categories over the years and so much um, support. But at first, it was a really stretch for them, too, because none of them have ever really done baby gear or car seats. You know, not in this form or fashion. Maybe some of them have allowed some logos where the fabric just looks a certain way, but not taking it to a whole nother level where the structure of the seat was going to look like a character. So it's always it was always the very from the very beginning it was it was definitely um, you know surrounded by the, the thought of it being Spider-Man, Batman, and just superheroes in general. And did someone have a relationship with one of those companies, or how did you even go about being such a superhero to get them on board yourself? <laughs> no, again, that's just again going back to a team effort. What we have around here, I mean. Uh, Downstairs, you know, our, one of our operations managers, it was his house that we started in his garage. And you just kind of on the phone doing what, we, what everybody does when you're an entrepreneur, just not taking no for an answer, you know, calling, emailing, you know, stopping by, you know, offices. And eventually we, we took, we got a meeting, you know, the first meeting, funny enough, was with Disney back in 2008. And, you know, they, at the time, they just didn't see it as a, as a viable option. Um, so we struggled with getting, um, you know, second and third meetings. And uh, Nickelodeon was the first one to really give us a shot, um, which we got to 1,200 Walmart stores with Doran SpongeBob back in 2011. It's, it's amazing. I think it's that, wow. that long. And, uh, and from there, that, that kind of really got us into, you know, at least into people's, you know, into their, their, their brains, their minds, seeing the seat, seeing it's an option. We saw there was definitely a want for this product because the sales were really, really good for, for Doran SpongeBob. And then we started pressing some more of the other licensed partners using the success with the other license as leverage to say, look, don't you want us to be doing this with your property? So from there, we, we really catapulted in about 2000, late 2012, which is when we got Warner Brothers and DC Comics to give us Batman. And once we got Batman on board, it made the dominoes fall into place because once Batman and, and Warner Brothers came on board, um, Marvel was much more you know eager to kind of work together. We were able to secure that license, and of course, Walt Disney owns Marvel and Disney, so we then got Disney as well, and and that's really been you know from from there is when it really took off. And Batman, he was available in almost three hundred Babies Rust Toys Rust stores up until they went bankrupt recently. Oh, no. He had a, set, a six and a half year run there, but that, yeah. that's where it started. So yeah, it was ma mainly nobody knew really anybody at the time. It was just a lot of hard work, um, a lot of persistence, and a lot of just not taking no, which is what most entrepreneurs and, and the startup companies have to do, and it has to be in their DNA if they're going to want to be successful. So I'm sure everybody knows that like Disney and Warner Brothers and Nickelodeon, these are all huge companies. Yeah. Do you um, do you remember the title of the person that you reached out to to begin with, or that you got a meeting with? Well, you know, you know it's right. It, I don't really remember the specific title. I know the gentleman's name. Uh, at the time, but I don't remember the title. And actually, he's at another company now, which comes full circle. And and every one of our partners has just been amazing. I have to say, even from the, the beginnings when they were at the time not really ready to say yes, they were very they were great with us. Everybody was just very warm, and you know, most of them are here in Los Angeles. And I'll be at Warner Brothers tomorrow visiting with them. And you know, they they kind of treat you like partners, which has been great. But I, I want to say at the time it was the VP of Home because car seats fall into home category right it's so like pottery barn is like home uh, that's also like baby gear and car seats fall into that so i think it was the vp of home at the time um who was just looking if this was going to be a, a viable option to to add us and, and give us a contract you know 
Right. And that's like in a licensing department or? Yeah, consumer products. So basically, okay. yeah, Disney, Warner Brothers, Nickelodeon, Marvel, we deal strictly with consumer products. I and mean, there's so many divisions. There's, you know, the, of course, the movie division, there's theatrical and all that that goes with it. We're strictly dealing with the consumer products uh, people at these at these companies. And what they're doing is just basically overseeing or, you know, they're, they're managing um, licensees like us who are making products with their properties, ensuring that those products stay within, um, you know, uh, the brand, that, you know, the look and feel of the product is always on brand. The packaging is always on brand. I mean, they work really closely with us. We have packaging guidelines. We have product guidelines. We have art guidelines that we have to follow. And then they're very flexible with it. If, you know, we want to get creative, they allow us to. But for the most part, you know, they're, it's just a, a constant um, back and forth and partnership to kind of give our customers um, or their, and their fans, you know, the best experience that kind of does follow um, the, their brand. Awesome. Well, we have to go to break right now. But when we come back, we're going to hear a lot more from Vincent about how uh, this company has thrived and some of his other upcoming products and things. Stay tuned, everyone. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Tune in every week to the Voice America Influencers Channel for The Movement with Shannon D. Hughes. It's all about what's happened in the past that determines the future. Everyone has their up moments and their down moments. The pendulum is always swinging between the victories and the pitfalls in our lives. But each of these serves as success points that we learn from and move forward. Listen for The Movement every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel channel we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel you are listening to have it all with devin alexander to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hey, everyone. 
everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Vincent Mastrangelo from Kids Embrace. They are this super cool company that makes uh, child everything at this point, I guess, kind of fun. Um, for those who have uh, followed my journey with Jelly Bean, she has a Kids Embrace Batgirl high chair and a Batgirl walker. And we actually have these Bat uh, Batman uh, shades for the car so she doesn't get sun in her face. We have a Batman carrier. It's like so much cool stuff. Um, Vincent is the CEO and co-founder and he's also, one of the things that I love about him is first of all, he's just such a bright spirit. Um, he's so involved in Raise a Child, which I'd love to hear about that and your family, Vincent. Um, and then I also want to talk about some of the other charity things you do and how that has played into the growth of the business and everything else. So why don't we start with your family um, from you learning about adoption through your brother? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, again, Raise a Child, we help build families through foster and adoption. And um, my family started, my, my brother, my oldest brother's adopted. My parents could not have children. They tried for several years and they adopted my brother. And then of course they had three of their own children after that. So it's an interesting, uh, <laughs> how things happen. And I hear that often when I speak to people, um, think just things like that. When people take the leap, they then also are awarded in a different way. So, you know, I can't imagine my family without my brother is our focal point of our family. And um, it's, you know, when, when I met Rich Valenza, who's the founder and CEO of Raise a Child and is a very, one of my best friends, um, you know, probably met him almost nine or 10 years ago. Um, he had just started with Raise, you know, Raise a Child. And over the years, Kids Embrace has supported when we could with donations or just items. Um, but the last few years was when I really um, wanted to get more involved. And we were able to get Kids Embrace more involved because the success of our company had started to change and go into an upward trajectory, which allowed us to give back more. And once that option was available, you know, we wanted to do as much as we could to support Raise a Child. And in turn, in doing that, Rich then had asked me to join the board last October. So um, it's just been the most rewarding experience to see families being built and knowing that I come from a family that started and only really started because adoption was available to my parents. Um, and that, you know, now, as like you and others have seen, it doesn't have to be a last choice or a last option. It could be a first one, you know, before people even decide and realize, well, I can't have children. Let me see what's out there. You know, there's 400,000 kids in the foster kids, foster care system. So is there a way to go and maybe start your family from the jump by thinking about fostering or adoption? Um, so that's, that's kind of where, you know, my tie into the organization is. And again, it's just, it's something that I wake up every day, very eager to be part of. And, you know, the stories are very moving when you find out that a child's been placed. And it's very heartbreaking when you find out that a child's not been placed. So, yeah, you know, it's funny. I want to read a text that a girlfriend just you sparked this and what you just said. But this this is from a girlfriend who wanted to have kids, didn't really know that foster was available. Um, she happened to cast me in a TV show years ago and followed me on social. And then when I popped up with Jelly Bean, uh, she reached out to me and she's like, I don't know if you remember me, but blah, blah, blah. I, you know, am interested in hearing about your journey. And so I shared it with her and, you know, have been kind of trying to give back what Raise a Child gave to me because the parent advocate there, I swear, has spent more time on the phone with me. <laughs> that I mean, I consider him one of my best friends now because um, he was just so good to me. But um, she wrote... 
she oh and she recently just took two children the original plan was to take one and then get another one like they knew they wanted two children at some point but they had an opportunity and like my daughter who randomly looks so much like me that people always think she's mine their children also look so much like that it's like wait how does this happen but it's, um, she wrote, it's so weird being an instant mom, especially to Owen, who more or less knows what's going on, but I absolutely love it. It's so crazy how complete I feel now. And she said that, and I just got tears in my eyes because that's how I feel. It's like, you know, I've been blessed to like be able to afford a really nice house that's a little bigger than one person should be living in and there was no life here there was no like you just realize it when you get a child here and it's it's just yeah go ahead yeah it is i mean i I have a three and a half year old it's uh, people always ask me i always tell people it's it's what everybody told me would be times about a billion i mean is i can't imagine my life without my daughter and it's the most rewarding experience every day i mean it's you know, you hear people and they have children and struggle and, and all that goes with it. But there's like these very small moments in a day that she just makes everything better with like a laugh or a smile. And so, and 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 having an instant child, like you said, where it's just instantaneous, like your friend there. Um, you know, I always get from people, we talk to different people about adoption or, you know, there are people that are for or against. And I always try to be very open-minded about people's feelings, whether their religion or how they might feel or why they might feel a family's nucleus should be a certain way. I don't try to judge. Uh, but whenever I hear, well, you know, it's kind of odd because you're going to be taking on someone who's not really your blood. And that just always is shocking to me because most people are, you know, in a relationship and the person that you're most in love with is someone that is not related to you. Which <laughs> yeah. is so it's the same kind of thing. Like you don't really know. So I always find that very interesting, but I'm Always thrilled to hear about people that do um, take that step. And then when you hear and read texts like that, just how much it changes their life immediately, you know? Well, and the Insta, I should have said. So as I said, she took on two children and one of them is almost five. The other is about six months. So that's why it was like, you know, she had this completely, like it was just a few months ago. She had this completely withdrawn little boy. And now he's like, you know, won't be without her. And even when he goes to bioparent visits and things like he wants to be with her not that, you know, that whole thing. So, um, you know, and I think you and I know from being around raise a child, it's oh. interesting even how like one of our mutual friends is Caucasian has an African American partner and his child who's closest to him is African American, like meaning the child who bonded with him most, even though she has an African American father also, you know? And I just think that's so beautiful that like kids, you know, you, you nurture them and, and it's just amazing how, you know, Jellybean doesn't, I mean, she's great because she will, go with other people, but she definitely like waits to make sure that I think they're okay. Oh you know, yeah. She grabs tight Takes- on me a couple extra minutes while. Takes- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, we've been around raise a child so much, so many events. I've been, um, you know, at so many, you know, photo shoots and, and spent time with the families, right. People that have adopted or that have fostered that are fostering. And you see that connection you, and it's beautiful. Like it's, it's, it, you see it firsthand. And so many of the people that we work with have now, adopted or, or fostered a second child or raised a child and you just you know you see how much they their family and their love grows every time you go around them and again like you said the, the child does kind of they are attached they follow their lead um it's it's just a it's it's really overwhelming to see it firsthand yeah um your 
organization also works with a lot of other charities as well, though. Can you tell us a little bit about those? We do. I mean, our company in general, not only do we work with other organizations, but we work with other partners that are in our space or just are, that are, are similar like companies. And what we all do is then try to band together to then support nonprofits and, and charities and events. We do that by way of events that we're either throwing a launch party for a product or we're celebrating Batman Day um, on September 15th this past year. And we take that opportunity to use our visibility and our product as a launching pad to get eyeballs by using our amazing influencers that we work with and then uh, draw attention and support for some of the nonprofits that maybe don't have as many eyeballs or are in the process of building that up. You know, we work with companies like Bumpkins and Sunstashes and Silver Buffalo and Buckle Down Products that are all in the same licensed space. So we all have similar type products like Disney and, and Warner Brothers, Nickelodeon. And then we kind of get together and champion events that then, again, can either raise awareness, first of all, and then hopefully financial support for foundations like Raise a Child, of course, and then that's our, our, our number one foundation that we work with, an organization we support. But we also work with the Special Needs Network. Uh, we worked with uh, the Vanderpump Dogs, you know, helping with rescue dogs. We really, at any point, wherever there's an opportunity to, to assist and anything that has to do with children or just in general, anything to, to, to help people that are in need, you know, people, pets, just in general, we, we try to find a way to support. And, and it's, we've been very lucky the last, you know, two years to have these amazing events and draw a lot of attention and eyeballs for everybody. Well, it's funny. I ran into you. So there's this uh, red car in, like, carpet safety event with car red and caps. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that actually one of my girlfriend's um, hosts, and she's been a guest on the show as well. Um, Sarah? Uh, uh, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. Sarah's yeah. a great friend of ours. And actually, Sarah is now also assistant with Razor Child. I actually knew that. Social media, right? Yeah. yeah. She's handling all the social media, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she, I went to her event. Um, she had come to my book launch, and then I went to her event, and there you guys were, <laughs> <laughs> which was so nice. But that event is to make sure, like a lot of car seats, I think, you know, oh, yeah. like you go the extra mile to make sure the car seats are safe, but then people don't install them properly? It's installation, that- yeah. Well, well, 70, well, NHTSA estimates that 75% of car seats are installed improperly, which is just, that's a, it's an insane stat, and we refuse to accept that that's going to be the standard. So we've really, you know, focused on trying to change that. All of our employees here at our facility are a CPS techs and know how to install car seats. Sarah, she's a great friend. She's amazing. She does just so many amazing things. And her event is really for that, to kind of preach about safety. You know, you could have... Uh, the most expensive car in the world, but if you don't buckle your seatbelt and, and you crash, you're going to probably not survive. The same thing goes for a car seat. You have the most expensive car seat, and, and you know that's available. But if you don't install it properly, you know you're probably not going to have a good result. So that's our biggest thing. And we, you know, one of the things that at her event, which is great, is a lot of celebrities come, but our seats are so visible. But again, that's where we use our seat as kind of a conduit to teach. It's we can stop and get people's attention on Facebook and social when they see a Batman car seat because they'll be like, what is that? And when they're there was when we stop and teach them about uh, car seat insulation and, and preach some stats that sometimes resonate a little bit more when it's just a gray or black car seat coming through the feed. Right. What have been some of your bigger challenges over the years that you had to overcome in either starting the company or just, you know, like, oh, God, because all entrepreneurs, I mean, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, you know, every 
I, we were talking about this a little bit before, but you start a business and I mean, it's, it's all doable and you learn as you go and you find the right mentors and you make things happen. And, but all entrepreneurs, you know, it's nice if you're surrounded um, by other people who can help you some when you take on these journeys, because everyone's going to hit a hitch at some point. Mm-hmm. What have been some of yours and how did you solve them? I mean, like I said earlier, the first one was just perception of this product can be safe. So it was just a matter of going out, doing as many speaking events and being in front of people and teaching about the product and that it does meet and, and, and exceed the requirements. You know, financial, you know, kind of uh, restrictions or just, I should say, I guess, hurdles. You know, there's a lot that goes into licensing. Licensing and retail is a very challenging business. There's things that people just don't realize to the, you know, the outside consumer when you go and shop at some of these retailers, you see some of these great discounts. They're not really coming directly from the retailer. They're coming from us on the back end and supporting that. And so those are, those are some of the things where you're just trying to manage. And it's a, it's a constant give and take on, on how you can get to the next level and how much you have to put into the business to get back out, whether it's money for marketing, whether it's investing in new products, you know, it can, you know innovation. But I would say that, you know, the, the biggest struggle has always been just because we're, you know, we are, you know, we are selling the most, you know, unique product in the most traditional of markets, right? I guess that's the best way we put it. You know, car seats have always been a certain way and looked a certain way. And now we're the only ones that are doing it in this field. So when, you know, sometimes you want to be the only one doing something, for us, it almost kind of acts as a hindrance because we're having to push that door open by ourselves, you know what I'm saying, to get acceptance, right. that this is something that's a, an option. Right. Um but we've been very lucky. Like I said, we've surrounded ourselves with a great staff and team. And like you said, great mentors, great partners, great people. And so there's tons of struggles on a daily basis. But we just find a way to keep coming back and kind of get get, get over the hurdle and to, to the, get to the next day. Right. Well, to the extent that you feel comfortable, can you share the financial, like, how the first money came? Like, did you raise money? Did you get the license? And then you were able to raise money? Can sure. you just give us a little bit of that? Absolutely. Yeah. We actually went to, originally the, the idea was pitched to some of the bigger car seat companies and they at the time didn't see it, that their parents would ever kind of come around to this, which is interesting now because I've heard from a lot of them that they kind of wish they did not pass up on the opportunity. Yeah. And that forced us to go get some private funding. So it's what we did. You know, I, I actually found myself personally, the first million dollars was from one of my very best friends who is a very successful entrepreneur in, uh, in Buffalo, New York. And he invested. And then there was, a, you know, another person who simultaneously invested a smaller amount um, at the same exact time. And from there, we then went and got um, just private investors to invest in the company. We had structured a business plan. We laid out um, with that what that strategy was going to be. And then we started going around to friends, family, and people that we thought we worked with in the past in different industries who had the financial, I guess, wiggle room to maybe invest in uh, an idea like this. Um, it didn't come to full fruition until we got our last investment from our biggest investor, who is now our our largest investor. And without him and, and, and his wife's support, um, we would not be here today. Um, they're the ones that really got us to the next level of, our, of their last investment in. And from there, we were able to then go and, like you said, secure testing, secure licensing, secure um, you know some of the things that we're going to need to get to that next step. And then throughout um, the last, you know, 10 years along the way, we've had to have some reinvestment because, again, you hit some hurdles, you hit some financial situations. Um, You have a situation like Toys R Us that they go bankrupt and, you know, that's our second biggest account and you have to try to find a way to make that up. 
So we've been very lucky to have very friendly, very supportive investors. And that's what's allowed us to kind of get to the next level each time. So you didn't build a prototype before you got the license or you did? Like before you got the... the We did build a prototype before we got the actual license. Yeah, we did build a prototype, an SLA model. And um, it it looked very close to uh, what the first Spider-Man seat did wind up looking like. So it's remarkable to see. But um, that was actually only with approval when we first met with a licensed partner before we got the contract to go ahead and at least make a prototype to see if we can get to the next level. So it was a little bit of a, you know, you kind of go in there, pitch them on the idea. They're thinking about it. Okay, let's see a next concept. Then let's see a prototype. Okay, we're interested. Now let's go into like a contract phase or a, you know, a deal point memo and see if we can get this thing rolling. Wow. And so, but that was all investor money and you were just all reaching investor. out. Yeah. 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 It's all That's investor so cool. money. That's awesome. I mean, I think the thing today that's different about, I don't know, maybe many years ago, is there's so many like venture capital funds that are looking to help startups. I don't, I mean, a lot of them are tech, but then there's a lot of others that, I mean, maybe I'm just more in this circle, but um, that I think that it's like that, but it does seem that even if you don't know people, you can get to people now. Absolutely. And and venture capital, that's always an option for us. Well, the owners at the time and the, the inventors and the founders were trying to maintain as much ownership as possible. And mm-hmm. so they didn't want to relinquish. And a lot of times with, you know, VC, you have to relinquish, you know, a good portion, most of the time majority to take and get an investment. And so we were trying to stay clear of that and go the private funding way. And it, it did work out for us, but it was, you know, it was challenging. And it took some time to get that up. It took about a year um, before from first investment to final investment um, before we can move forward. Wow. Okay, well, we have to go to another break. Time is flying, but when we come back, we'll uh, learn even more from Vincent. Stay tuned, everyone. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Get Unchained. Tune in every Monday for Jane Unchained on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and social media influencer, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Jane Unchained Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Influencers Channel. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Have It All with Devin Alexander. To reach the show today, please call 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. Or send an email to fans at devinalexander.com. Now, back to Have It All. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm here with Vincent Mastrangelo Vincent from Kids Embrace, which is this super cool company that started with car seats that look like Spider-Man and Batman and everything. Uh, Vincent has been sharing his entrepreneurial journey with us. I'm curious, Vincent. I know entrepreneurs well, and you guys always have, well, and I guess I'm one too. Um, we always have something up our sleeve next is you have a ton of amazing products now. Are there other products in the works? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, we, we, we've talked about this privately too. And, you know, as an entrepreneur and just in any business, you know, we have to always be innovating, coming out with another idea, you know, next, especially with how marketing is done now with social media. Everybody is, you know, on bated breath, waiting for what's hot, what's next. And so the car seat's what we're most famous for, and it's the most visible and what we'll probably always be known for. But along the way, um, Warner Brothers especially has rewarded us with other categories. And as you know, personally, you have the walker, you have the high chair, um, you know, things like that allowed us as a company to actually age down, which was great because our car seats are for really suitable for two years old and up, 22 pounds to 65. So we're asking a parent at two years old to kind of shift their allegiance to another brand. So with introduction to uh, like the walker or the baby carrier or the high chair, that kind of allowed us into the infant space, zero plus space, where people buy that stuff on the baby registry um, type of things. So those allowed, you know, allowed us to kind of get parents knowing Kids Embrace early. Um, and then from there, you know, what's next and what we're doing is one of the interesting new items that we just released, and it was, um, we've been working on it for a couple of years, is our, our new four-in-one uh, push-and-ride stroller tricycle. And we have that available in, in Batman and Wonder Woman and a couple of the Paw Patrol characters. And it's just a great product because it's a grow with me product. It basically allows your child to start using it at 10 months. And it can be used as a stroller trike then all the way up to five years old as just a tricycle. So it, it just, you know, allows you that, like I said, lets the child grow with the product. And again, it lets us have um, a little bit more fun. We're always making safety fun. That's our first item that's actually considered a toy. Um, on some level with, you know, in toy and wheels. Um, so that's what we've done next. And coming up this next year and beyond 2019, our plans are to um, introduce some other new items that are really friendly and fun for the infants and also for Kids Embrace to start bringing out our own fashion and product line that's not licensed. So we know there's some really great moms and, and dads out there and parents that love um, really cool, fashionable-looking products, and they're not into licensing. And we've really never had that available. So that's our next journey and the next step. 
but yeah, I mean, that's, I think every entrepreneur and every, every business that, that is out there is probably always having to think about what they're going to be thinking about bringing out next uh, for their fans. Um, okay, so I'm a little fixated on the 10 months for the, because <laughs> uh, that thing's amazing looking. I've seen yeah. it at the, I guess, the Harvest event. We just went to an event for Raise a Child relatively recently, and I didn't realize that Jelly Bean could be a little athlete on a bike already. Yeah, we actually did an awesome uh, DC Wonder Woman run event in uh, at LA Live, and we had a you know a few of the Wonder Woman trike strollers. There's a photo of my daughter that's just great, and, and it's it's just so much fun. And a few people were running with it. It's a great kind of slash jogger, if you would, tricycle. But yeah, Jelly Bean can certainly use it. We'll have to get her probably a Wonder Woman one uh, really soon. Oh wow! I literally, it's so funny because. I joke that she's totally going to be a little athlete. I think it's so funny, like, you know, they say kids mimic their parents. And I literally, like, I don't know why, but I hula hoop um, with either one or two hula hoops at a time. And that's all I need to do to make her laugh. And I love to hear her laugh. Like, if she's ever a little cranky, I'll just pull out my hula hoops. And today I was doing two hula hoops and a tambourine at the same time. That's hilarious. Um, But she literally comes and, like, she's already started, like, picking up my hula hoop and doing... I mean, obviously, she's not hula hooping. She can't even stand on her own. But but she, like, picks it up and, like, almost does does exercises with it. And then she loves being in the walker. And she'll pick up the broom and, like, try to – I tried to send you a video yesterday of that. And then um, she also – I have, like, one of those uh, BOSU things that mm-hmm. I, you know, work out on. And she's always over on that. And so it's really funny. And I'm like, oh, I love that, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, the ride. yeah. My, my daughter is, like I said, three and a half. And she – I box. That's one of the things that I do, one of my hobbies. Um, and she's seen me doing it for, for years, getting ready when I go to the gym. And now she comes with me to the boxing gym. And she wants to do, like, the whole – wants me to wrap her hands, uh, wants to put oh the gloves God. on. She wants to hit the speed. Like, she wants to do the things that I'm doing. So from an early age, she saw that. She started to get involved and wanted to be part of it. And now she's actually enjoying it. So it's a fun ride when you see it kind of come to fruition. Huh. Um, okay, so I wanted to jump into something else you said. Well, let's first, let's make sure we put your, like, tell people how to find out more about your company, um, because these things always, you know, like the last minutes creep away from us. Um, is it kidsembrace.com? I should Kidsembrace.com is, yeah, okay. our website. I mean, that's where you can find us, all our information, um, you know, contact us, basically all our media, blogs that we have running, um, and all our products. Amazon and Walmart.com are two of our biggest retailers that have all our products available. And then if you want to contact us on or see us on Instagram and follow us and the events we do, um, we're at Kids Embrace on Instagram. We're at Kids Embrace on Facebook. Um, and if you ever want to reach out to me or you have questions or, you know, uh, possibly need some support or just, you know, uh, want to discuss anything at all, you can reach me at Vincent M at kidsembrace.com. Cool. Um, okay, so I wanted to quickly ask, you said that your car seats start at 22 pounds and two years old. Um, I know one of the kids' safety things is it's really important to know, like, the weight of your child. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So Jelly Bean is quite big. <laughs> <laughs> um, not only, like, she, I mean, she's not overweight. Um, her BMI is, like, perfect. Like, she's right. 78 percentile in both. But she's almost, she just turned one, for those who don't know, on Thanksgiving. And she wow. pretty much wears 18-month to two-year clothing. Wow. And I think she weighs around 24 to 
25 pounds. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, first of all, I can't imagine she's away with the, the diet or actually the, the food that you're feeding her, which is kind of amazing. The chutney and the salmon, I got me hungry this early, <laughs> earlier today. But um, just so you know, there's a couple of things that are really important. You, you said it exactly right. Knowing the weight of your child and the car seat that's suitable for that child. Um, we always say our car seats are suitable for 22 to 65 pounds with the harness. Um, and you can be in other states, you're allowed to use it under two years old. But there are several states, California being one of them, that you cannot use a forward-facing car seat until the child's at least two. We, wow. as a forward-facing car seat company only, even though it's detrimental to our sales, we we'll, we still recommend parents stay rear-facing as long as possible. It is okay. safer. It's just better for your child in the event that there's a crash. Okay. So Jelly Bean, even though she's 24, 25 pounds, first of all, in California, it would be illegal to forward-face her until she's two. Okay. Um, and then on top of that, you want to keep her rear-facing as, as long as you can, as long as she's comfortable too. So even when she's two and she's a little bigger, if you can keep her rear-facing a little bit longer, like we kept my daughter rear-facing until she was like just about two and a half. And then we moved her because she was very long and she was getting uncomfortable. Um, but that is, you know, that's a very, very good point you made because a lot of people just, they don't, they don't realize or understand they go by, by age, but it really is weight, height. Those are the requirements that car seats kind of, we kind of use as a barometer. Well, I am in love with Jelly Bean's little chubby thighs. <laughs> They're like so cutely chubby that people like, oh, oh my God, I want to touch your daughter's thighs kind of thing. Um, she's definitely leaned out. And I have a feeling once she gets on your trike that she will, <laughs> she'll lean out those little legs and then maybe she can stay in her safer, like the, you know, not safer, but meaning the um, rear facing car seat a little longer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, my daughter was like that too. She's very early on, and then she—it does. It's remarkable. Like around 11, 12, 12 month, you know, it, when it started, she started to lean out about a lot, and also because they start moving around so much. Um, so she actually lost a few pounds. I remember right at about her first year, um, she was trending to be about 20, 23 pounds, and then she dipped to about twenty, and I was surprised. Um, so yeah, we we kept her real facing it for for a while. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I thought. I mean, that's what people said when they start running around, they will. And and yeah, I'm not worried about her because she literally, like the other day, I fed her packaged food for the first time. And it was like, I finally got to the point where I'm like, I don't know that I can do this for every meal and everything. And like when we go places, like I literally do pack um, little tiny cubes of meat or like, you know, turkey or whatever. And little tiny, she, I told you, she'll eat butternuts squash fries like cold hot anytime anywhere <laughs> like it's the craziest thing so like I literally cut them up and like serve them anywhere but I, I am getting to the point where you know she she goes to um a daycare a couple hours a week while I play tennis mm. and they um they're like I, I I usually I'm only there a couple hours so I feed her before and feed her after and they're like she's the only child not eating a snack and I'm like uh you know yeah. and I'm not gonna make them feed her mushy butternut squash fries so I had to go find some Find a couple things, but it's tough out there. It's tough out there, but there's some really good companies that make some good products. We work with a few of them that make really, you know, Orgain is it just, an, I mean, there's so many of them that make some good products. We, we had the same struggle. You know, we wanted to keep her eating foods that we felt comfortable with, but, you know, things are moving fast. Like you said, we, we she goes to preschool now when she, my daughter's in daycare. You have to have some alternatives. So it's just going out there and finding what the best options are. I think now there's more options available than there ever were before. And there's more information available. So we take some, you know, to, you know, stock in that and it's helpful, but it is a challenge because, you know, you really don't want them getting used to doing that. I like to eat very healthy and I like to eat 
um, and make my food fresh as much as possible. But there are times during my workday where I have to just, you know, cram down something and yeah. I have to find a good alternative. So it's the same thing that we, we do with our children, you know. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned a couple times, and I know you listed other companies that you work with very quickly. Can you, in a couple minutes, just give us, like, I mean, maybe the names of the companies if you want, but yeah. then how you work with them and, like, how those partnerships came about? Absolutely. I'd love to. I mean, uh, I'll give you just a rundown of, of what they do and who they are. You know, Bumpkins is one of the first ones. And, and when you talk about the, the high chair, Bumpkins makes the most amazing bibs and feeding stuff for, um, for like, even we have the Batman high chair and they make the Batman bib and the Batman grip dish. So uh. at one point we're like, why are we not working with this company? I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of their fans don't know that we have a high chair and a lot of our fans don't know that they make a bib. So wouldn't it be nice if we started doing stuff together so that a person who is buying a Batman high chair would most likely want to be able to have those other things that go with it. They're just amazing people. They also started a company, um, you know, at their, you know, in their home in, in Phoenix, Arizona, um, like 30 years ago and started it um, at, with cloth diapers. And they've turned it into a huge success, um, doing all sorts of licensed products. And now they do non-licensed stuff as well. Um, so that's one company we work with. We're going to be joining them at Toy Fair um, with the co-booth together. We also work with Sunstashes. You've probably seen them on Shark Tank. A uh, great group of guys. They make the awesome character um, shades or sunglasses that look like the character's face. So you see them at all our events. Again, it's a really great tie-in because if you're a little kid that's, you know, riding around in a Spider-Man car seat and you don't have to put a costume on every day, you just throw on your, you know, Spider-Man sunstashes and you look like, you know, the web slinger in, in the car seat. So <laughs> that's a really great tie-in. It looks great when we do events together. Um, they're super supportive of everything we do. Um, the same goes for Buckle Down Products. They make most of the really cool belts, you know, Batman, uh, Disney, Marvel, um, you know, uh, wallets, um, langers, all things that you see out there, on, you know, basically on people that they're wearing licensed products. They're a company that's making all the accessories and they're another great company. They're all, all these guys, you know, Sunstashes and Buckle Down are based in California. Bumpkins is in Arizona. And then we work with Silver Buffalo as well. Silver Buffalo actually makes a lot of all the licensed, um, uh, uh, I guess, uh, cups and uh, mugs that you see out there. Um, they're the real deal. You know, they're the real McCoy. They're making these awesome, um, you know, Spider-Man, Batman, uh, all sorts of different um, uh, cupware. So they're, each one of them are, are, are great and they work so well with us. They, um, they actually kind of bring our product to life a little bit more. A lot of the items that we, we see at our events, you'll see them all kind of one kid's using everything at once, which is great. And we just kind of feed off of each other. They have events that we support uh, and, and organizations um, they constantly support our, our organizations. They've done it with Raise a Child, each one of them. So they're just great partners to have. And again, we, we treat it like why, why does everyone have to be a competitor? Um, we actually can help each other out and, and kind of raise our level up together. And, and that's what we've been able to do by working with them. So cool. Well, tell us one more time how we find out more about you because we have to close in a second here. Yeah. So yeah, kidsembrace.com. You could, you could reach us there and, and find all our products and all our media, um, Amazon and Walmart is where you can locate most of our stuff if you want to get it shipped and arriving, you know, within a couple of days or before Christmas. And you can find us on Instagram at Kids Embrace and on Facebook at Kids Embrace. And if you ever want to reach me, you can email me at VincentM at KidsEmbrace.com. 
Yes, and also raiseachild.org um, is the organization that, as I said, just helped me so much. Like, I get teared up every time I hear Rich Valenza's name. And, <laughs> and the whole, seriously, like, the whole um, the whole board and the parent advocates, like, I always say that that company, too, is, like, if half of the for-profits ran their lives like that not-for-profit that charged me nothing to, like, yes. keep me literally sane, um, life would be so much easier. <laughs> well, look, that's an amazing, what you just said, though, we, we, an amazing staff there that works tirelessly at Raise a Child behind the scenes and the board members. I mean, I'm just honored to work with some of the best people you know, that I've ever met that just are, you know, they have full-time jobs, full families and find ways to give back and put in. Um, and that's why you're able to have that kind of support. And of course, Rich Valenza, I mean, it's just, you know, you, there's not enough words to describe the kind of person he is and what he's been able to do to help so many families. Um, so yeah, I get a little choked up just bringing up his name, just like you. <laughs> so it's hard to kind of speak after that. Um, well, but yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for all your work, um, both, with Raise a Child and with Kids Embrace. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again. And I'm sure people are going to go to your website. Um, thanks again, Vincent. I really thank appreciate you, you thank being you. here. You're very inspiring. We love, you know, lo love having a chance to spend some time with you. And, and this has been great. And uh, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great one, everyone. Thanks for listening to Have It All. Be sure to join Devin Alexander for another great show next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Until we talk again, have a fit and fun week.